You're listening to the Ball and Beats Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Ball and Beats Podcast. How are we doing on this fine Thursday, I'm gentlemen? Doing pre- I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Doing fantastic. How about I, you, Alan? I'm doing good, you know, just chilling. Fellas, we have one more week. Finals week is next week, and yes, then sir. we're done. We are done We are with done school. for the semester. We are done for the semester. We will still be recording. Just from home. Just from home instead. We will not be in the podcasting studio here in the radio it, station. It'll but, be a little awkward, but... Yeah, but we'll make it work. For we'll sure. Make we'll work. make it work for we'll a month. We'll make it work. We want to still bring out content to everybody, and, you know, we'll keep it going. Exactly. We'll keep it going. There's a lot of things to talk about today. There's plenty. There's a lot in college football world, even though there isn't necessarily games happening this weekend. We got one game, really, that stands out. It's the Army-Navy game, but we got transfer portal stuff, award shows coming up tonight and Saturday uh, for college football. Then you got the NFL. There's a lot of stuff we can talk about the NFL. You got the World Cup. Then there's just other things as well, outstanding. So, yeah, let's start off with – Let's start off with uh, college football, though. I want to start off with that. All right. Um, we have all these awards coming up as well. Like I said, transfer portal. I was hoping for Drake May to be. Yep, he is staying at North Carolina where he will uh, rot. Sadly. He's, he's not going to win anything at UNC. Man, I, there I was another hoping. thing that um, he has, I believe, two years of eligibility left. I was listening to um, Detroit's radio station, and they were talking about how it would, uh, Alabama would have been another perfect fit for him because uh, Bryce Young's leaving. Yeah. And Jalen Milrow was not the guy because he bare, almost lost to Texas A&M. See, like, people are forgetting Alabama, I mean, their quarterback situation is not good next it's year. It's not great. Unless Milrow comes. I mean, Milrow was okay, but he wasn't anything special. He had one really good run against Arkansas earlier in the year, and after that, he was just kind of mid. Yeah. They're losing a big star in Bryce Young, but. A lot of places are like that, too. Ohio State's literally in the same situation. They're in a very similar situation, you know. Kyler McCord's probably better than Jalen Milrow, uh, but... Devin Brown. Yeah, there is question marks. Devin, to me, Devin Brown, I personally think if it is, if it comes down to a person who's not in the transfer portal, I believe Devin Brown would be the starter next yeah. year. Um, DJ Ukulele. But, yeah, you have your man Ukulele from Clemson Absolutely who's in the portal. Not. I hope he goes to Europe. You or have, plays in the CFL. You've got a lot of quarterbacks. You've got Graham Mertz from Wisconsin in the portal. He's going to Kentucky. Maybe. No, he is. Oh, he confirmed okay, it? He confirmed it today. Or Did he? Okay. Yeah, today or last night, I remember seeing there was a report he's going to Kentucky. Did he really? Okay. Huh. So, uh, well, Graham Mertz will go there. Well, he will. Replace Will Levis. Yeah. Um, But then you got. Who? No, it's fine. Nice. I mean, there's a lot of the talented guys. that prospect I've ever heard in my genuinely, life. Genuinely. Genuinely. But we won't get into that. Then there's Justin Flo, the linebacker from Oregon. He's a See, no, he's a guy I, Ohio State needs to target. I don't. Okay, I, when I, I saw played. a rumor that now this is I don't know if this is true or not because I don't follow him. But rumor has it he's eyeing Michigan. I mean, that's another one. I think like Ohio State, and Michigan are going to go big after the linebacker. Ohio State especially needs it. Michigan will need it as well because they're for the most part their defense is young, especially their corners. Uh, their safeties are well. Their defensive line is a little bit more older, seniors and juniors, but. Michigan's defense overall is a very young defense and has, you know, a few years left. Um, Justin Flau would be a good fit there. I could see him going to Michigan. Ohio State, same thing. You know, just a bunch of teams need linebackers. Yeah. It's, it's as simple as that. And you have a five-star linebacker, I mean, you're going to get all the attention in the world. Um, but DJ Ukulele, you know, the quarterback of my dreams. No, I'm just kidding. 
I, I hope he doesn't catch anywhere near Columbus, Ohio. I, you know, I don't even want him in Toledo. There's three schools I personally think, in my opinion, that I think makes the most sense. UCLA, mm-hmm. Notre Dame. Uh, UCLA, because he's from out, out west, Notre Dame I feel like would fit his style of play. And then I think kind of an oddball one that I don't know if a lot of people have thought about, but for NIL standpoint, I could see A&M. They've had quarterback struggles. And I think A&M wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility as well. problem is Texas A&M bought all the recruits last year. Now they're all transferring out. They're all transferring out, but they're, buy, quarter, they're, they're buying a more. A quarter of their rosters out. And Turns out he's all five and four. Stars. We all know he's actually going to go to Colorado. They're buying and more. For the yeah, starting let's, let's position. everybody go to Colorado because, you know, Shadir Sanders is definitely not going to win the quarterback job. Exactly. Right. No, no, there ain't no way Dion starting anybody else but his son under center. So. Well, he said he had to earn it, so if ukulele goes who, there. Who, no, no. That's that's a rhetorical question. It really is. It's a rhetorical. I, I know. If his son gets benched after the way he played, like at Jackson State, I mean, maybe he'll transfer. Who knows? This whole transfer portal thing is still so new, and it you know it's the transfer portal's been around for a long time. It has been utilized until the past few years. 20, was, ni- 2019 and 2020 was the start of the whole transfer portal mm-hmm. thing, and now every offseason, well, you are because, just getting star players just leaving. Right. That's because that transfer portal used to they you had to sit out a year. Yep. And like now it they was made pretty it, much you don't have you, to. unless you had an exempt reason, and sometimes they still wouldn't even allow it. You know, so there were guys I remember. I remember the one kid who I think who transferred out of Illinois or back to Illinois to be closer to his family because his like mom or grandmother oh, was dying of cancer. Um, and they didn't allow him to play because he wanted to have his family member watch him play. And I remember that was I remember that was like the biggest reason. I remember when that happened. Then they were like, you know what, transfer portal, you got to be able to play immediately. You I know, there's some remember. of these guys. There's some of these guys nowadays for the transfer portal. You got over a thousand kids already in the transfer portal, probably yeah. more. You might Crazy. be up to two thousand or three thousand. And at half this point. of them won't even see the field. Half of these kids, one won't ever see the field. Two might not even find a program anymore, and they might be, you know, working at McDonald's flipping burgers. Genuinely, this isn't an insult; it's just genuine reality. Um, but you also have the issue. A lot of these guys are either leaving for NIL opportunities. You got people yeah, no. who don't get along with the coach anymore, or they just want to play and they don't have. See. They haven't played, and then there's some of these guys that leave after freshman year. I'm like. I don't know about the people who like look at look at that five star quarterback who was there for USC. JT Daniels started his career at USC. He's now going to his fourth school. Fourth school in four years. Fourth school From in you, four years. You know he's been in school since 2018. He can technically. If he can get a medical exemption from his 2019 season, he can be playing as college quarterback from 2018 to 2024. He has another year of eligibility, and he can get another one because of the 2019 season he got hurt, and he can get a medical exemption to try to get another year. Do people realize that a lot of tr- a lot so of did he just be Stetson think- Bennett? No one, no one Stetson, is really. I mean, Stetson Bennett has only been with Georgia, and he was a walk on. I, I mean, mean it's true. but he's it seems like he's been there forever because he's 25. I he's older than NFL quarterbacks. I don't feel like there's a lot of people talking about you know, as a college student, these guys are students as well. They have credits to have to transfer. Yeah, you. I don't think people realize that probably a lot of these credits don't transfer because it depends on, you know, each each university or college well, has their not, own. They're not going there for school. No, they're, they're not. Going there they're going there for football. A guy like J T. Daniels, he just wants to go to a place that's going to. Like JT Daniels, start him. He'll, 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 he'll get a spot, for. like a place like Syracuse, 
Purdue, you know, a place that just needs to I mean, like, the Big Ten must be the next conference anyway. He's been in three different conferences. E- exactly. You know, Wisconsin may be Wisconsin may be the play. Another one. Wisconsin yeah. may be the play here. Because they don't have a quarterback. They, they lost Graham Mertz. And they need yeah. one. They do need one. DJ Ukulele is also another guy that I could see going to Wisconsin. That I know is. it's I know it's I know it's a, a way out of there. Caleb, to be fair, Caleb Williams' second school was Wisconsin. He yep. almost went to Wisconsin, genuinely thought about Wisconsin. So yep. you never know. And honestly, I think, and I talked about this Plus earlier. Plus, Luke Fickle being there, it brings a new life to this exactly. program. With the loss of Bo Nix, because he's a senior, I'm sure he's going to declare for the draft. He's not. He's staying in Oregon another year. Okay. That it has just already been seems announced. like these, you know, when it says senior, it you got like, you got another year. Yeah, like I know. it's the most confusing thing. Like, does this guy have another year of eligibility? Is he going to leave after the season? You truly don't know because it just seems like. Yeah, it can say senior on his bio. He can, like, I don't know, he can have another year of eligibility for some unknown reason. The 2020 season gave every single player in NCAA another year of eligibility. And every and what I like, another thing, I don't know, you might be mentioning, so go ahead. Um, Virginia. That's what the, I was going to yep, say. The football players of Virginia, each of them will get another year of eligibility after what happened since the, I think the last two or three games of their season, yep. they weren't able to play because of the tragedy that happened in Charlottesville. Yep. So that was really nice to see. That's that's I agree with because mm-hmm. those players deserve what you know they, they deserve, deserve another chance. year and yes. they deserve to play with each other you know again. Right, exactly. I agree with that wholeheartedly. That whole situation was just sad to see. We yeah. already mentioned it, but you know, there's just so much movement with the portal. There's so many guys that you just look at and it's like, is it really the right move? Okay, for freshmen, I'm not so sure, and I only say that because. Some of these freshmen aren't getting, like, big NIL deals. So, like, if you leave your school, legitimately, you pretty much screwed yourself a little bit. Like, I, 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 me personally, I hate that, like, people who go for one year. Like, the Quinn Ewers at Ohio State, he should have never reclassified in the first place. And I knew he wouldn't stay at Ohio State. He was a Texas guy through and through. He's now at Texas. He's doing whatever he's doing. But I don't get all these freshmen, like Texas A&M, they had the top recruiting class in the history of college football recruiting, rankings-wise. And half of that class is almost gone now. And it's yep. funny because the, their good things that they had this year was a lot of that freshman class, specifically Evan Stewart, the wide receiver. He was one of the best receivers in the country coming in. Or then, and then you have schools like Texas A&M. Texas A&M is going to keep rebuilding every single year because everyone transfers out of there yep. when they're done. Like Yeah. Well, the thing is I also – it just seems you can – what Nick Saban said about A&M is, is right. You know, everyone knows it's right. He bought – Jimbo Fisher bought all those players. Yes. You also got to have them buy into your actual system. But that's what didn't happen. Well, you can't buy in when you're only there for money. You, you, they, they got bought, but they didn't buy in. That's why they were so bad this year. So, you know, I think that's – everyone's just using the NIL – as a way to get all these players, but you also at the same time got to get them to buy into you. Yep. Besides exactly. just you buying them at the same time. And that's the issue with some of these schools, which, yeah, you're going to take all this talent from, the, from some of the top schools of Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, you know. But at the same time, you got to do something with all that. And I don't know about the transfer portal. I mean, I like it. It makes more drama because in the sports world, drama is, is what brings the headlines and what makes us excited. But yep. I just don't know how it's end up, how it'll keep on going unless there's a little bit of regulation on it. Yeah, because it just seems like everybody's entering the transfer portal. And, you know, if a freshman or a sophomore doesn't start 
you know, in one season. They're going back in the transfer portal, even if it's, a, you know, a five or a four star. You, know, you, you don't know because if a guy's not starting, he wants to go elsewhere. You know, a guy like Mac Jones stayed in Alabama all four years and he got his chance his senior year and he went out and he balled out, won a national championship for them. And it shows that, you know, the transfer portal isn't always the greatest thing because Mac Jones, he could have transferred out. I mean, he was behind Tua and Jalen Hurts at one point. Yeah. And he stayed all three, all four years, and he won a national title in 2020 against the Buckeyes. I mean, he was probably one of their best, one of the best offenses of the, you know, this decade. Oh, he's not, if not, you know, quarter century. Because the Alabama offense was just coveted with Jamison Williams and, you know, Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith. It was just Mac Jones. I mean, it was just guys everywhere making plays. Yeah. And it shows that the transfer portal isn't always the best option because you won't always, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Exactly. So you just don't always know. And, you know, similar, I mean, Joe Burrow, he transferred out of Ohio State, but he was there for three or four years already under his belt. To me, that's fair. He wanted a, ch- a genuine chance. He got injured, you know, going up against Dwayne Haskins. I heard it was a tight, it was tight. Mm-hmm. But then Joe Burrow got hurt and it gave Haskins the edge. And then, you know, that's where the transfer portal could be good because, say, if Burrow never transfers out of, L- uh, tr- transfers out of Ohio State, what if he doesn't have that good year? He's not in the NFL right now. Exactly. He's let alone the number one pick. Literally, if he doesn't have that glorious season at LSU, he's not in the NFL. People forget in 2018, Gerald Burrow was their starting quarterback, and he had a mid-year. I mean, he was he was a good quarterback, but he was nothing near what he was in 2019. No, he still had no. the, and he still had the same weapons around him. Jamar Chase was there. Justin Jefferson was there. Most of those guys were there, and. You know, Joe Burrow just looked like a decent quarterback. It might have been like a a mid to late round pick. You know, just another, I think, just another quarterback that was okay. But then in 2019, he Joe Brady and that offense just turned it on and just completely derailed the entire college. I also world. think probably the biggest reason why that was was the fact that he didn't transfer until like August as yeah. well. He was a late transfer to LSU, um, which it, it takes time. And it obviously did. Yeah. And it turned out exactly how LSU was hoping for. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of just – with the transfer portal, there's probably, like I said, there's probably two or 3,000 kids in there already now. And it just it just keeps getting bigger and bigger by the hour, really. And, like I said, there's just so many of these guys that will just never find a place ever again. Yep. Like, they're just – they might just be completely done with college football, you know. And the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Yep. Yes, sometimes, you know, if there's certain circumstances behind it, I can see it. Did you see that Mississippi State player? Yep. Yep. I did. Where he That's dogged me. Coach Leach, which yep. Leach might have said something like that. I couldn't put it past him to not say that. That mm-hmm. sounds like something Mike Leach would say to to somebody. But that just – it's kind of childish a little bit. It's, it, it is kind of childish. But we don't know what exactly had happened. I mean, that, for all we know, he could have said those things. That's you what know? I'm saying. I'm not putting it past him to not say that. I feel like Mike Leach would have said that. But at the same time, that should motivate you. You know, instead of trying... It's kind of like what Deion Sanders did in his first yes. press conference. He basically dogged his players saying, okay, if you're not if you're not going to work hard, I'm just going to bring my guys with me and they're going to start over you. And what I'm saying, and what I'm trying to get at with that is don't necessarily put it out there that he said this. Do it in silence and prove him wrong. You know, you don't... Everything doesn't need to be out in the public eye when it's something like that, you know, but yeah. With the, and does that hurt him going, like, yes. moving forward? Yes. Because... When you, if you're a coach looking at all these like transfer portals and he's a prospect, but then you just saw that he dogged his old coach, do you is that like a player you want? Because it seems like he's not going to get behind you for literally telling you the truth. He could be telling a truth, but you also like from a coach's standpoint, he's putting out you know possible 
business that's out there. Like he, he probably, like I said, Mike Leach definitely said this. I personally yeah. think Leach is definitely someone to say this. He doesn't hold anything back from the media. No one. So, but I think that you still just don't put that out there. You just don't put it out there for them to see for any coaches. Cause then it just might turn, they might turn a blind eye to you. Yep. So, but yeah, um, there's the awards going on as well this weekend. You got the Heisman Trophy ceremony Saturday night. Tonight you have all the other college football awards going on, mm-hmm. all of that. And I want to know what you guys think, who's going to win all those awards. Uh, so. For the Heisman, I think it's almost pretty set in stone with him now winning AP Player of the Year. Uh, Caleb Williams, quarterback from USC. Um, he had a fantastic year. He really wasn't talked about much until the last three weeks of the season. And with Stroud losing to Michigan, with Blake Corum getting, you know, hurt, Max Dugan, you know, he was good. he was had a really good year. Williams kind of overthrew that. Um, even with the blowout loss to Utah, I do think that Caleb Williams is going to win the Heisman. Personally, I want C.J. Stroud to win it, but you're right. Oh, I they're, do too. But, but they're going to look at the loss at Michigan, and they're going to, yeah, a blowout loss to Michigan hurts your chances. Caleb Williams should not win it because he lost to Utah twice. But, you know, he like you said, he won AP Player of the Year, so it's almost guaranteed because they're not going to give it to Max Dugan. There's no way Max Dugan wins no. this Heisman Trophy. No. thing is, he's still going to finish higher than Stroud, I think. I feel like Stroud gets disrespected. And, okay, let me just say this. Ohio State, qu- Ohio State quarterbacks the last five years at Heisman ceremonies have been straight-up disrespected. They brought Haskins in. He had better stats than every single quarterback on that on that uh, podium. Every single one of them, better stats. But they just treated him like he was just there. Like, they literally were like, how are you enjoying the night? Good? Okay, good. And then just went on to the next yeah, guy. People dog Ohio State quarterbacks. Justin yet. Fields, his year when he was a Heisman finalist, was behind Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow. Like, he was almost just – he okay, Joe Burrow, we all knew it was going to be Joe Burrow. But Justin Fields statistically was 10 times better than Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts still finished higher. My issue with Heisman voters is that a lot of these guys or girls, genuinely, I would say 60 to 65% of them don't even watch college football. They see at the end of the season what things look like Don't worry, on we'll, paper. Don't worry. When we become successful, we'll be voting for this. This isn't just me who says it. I'm saying it via Josh Pate from Late Kick. He ain't wrong. No. Uh, he's one of my favorite no. shows, and he is completely right. Yeah. There's genuinely so many Heisman voters who do not watch college football. And the thing with all the whole Ohio State narrative with the quarterbacks is an Ohio State quarterback's been a finalist for the Heisman the past five years. Yeah. Justin Fields, C.J. Stroud, Haskins. and Dwayne Haskins. And they just and don't get disrespected. They, they get they, disrespected they, they, they on get live disrespected TV. because I don't think an Ohio State quarterback has at least finished second and any of those times. Since they haven't finished second. No. They either finished third or fourth, and I think Stroud will finish third. I think fourth will be Stetson Bennett. There is no way Stetson Bennett has any chance of winning the Heisman. Why there, he should be there, he shouldn't even there should be, be there. There should they genuine, put him there because he's from SEC school. There are four guys, I he's think. he's from Georgia. He's yeah. the quarterback of the number one team in the country. There are four players who does, who genuinely should be there over Stetson Bennett. Blake Corum, Hendon Hooker, Will Anderson, and probably even... I would say B. John Robinson yeah. could have a better argument. Chase Brown's also another one. Chase Brown kind of there. could have a better argument. There are genuinely so many other people who would have a better argument than Stetson Bennett. But like you said, he's the quarterback of the number one team in the country. 
he's going to go. Yeah. It's simple as that. Ohio State quarterbacks have been disrespected the last five years at the Heisman ceremony and by the voters because they don't watch the game. They just don't. But other than that, Caleb Williams is going to win Heisman. Max Dugan's going to finish second. C.J. Stroud's going to go third. Stetson Bennett will go fourth. I don't see Caleb Williams. Whoever wins the AP player of the year every year wins the Heisman usually. Caleb Williams won the AP player of the year. That just tells me who's going to win it. So he's got two losses. Wait, C.J. Stroud has I one. I don't believe so Hutchinson won it last year, though, did he? He, got, he finished second. He, he finished, finished second. Yeah. He finished second. And then Kenny Pickett finished ahead of Stroud at third. Yep. Stroud okay. finished fourth. I don't know how you can be a Heisman final, literally the runaway favorite, and then because you lose one game, it takes you out. But if you lose one game for another team that's not Ohio State, you're still probably going to win Heisman. USC. USC has two losses. Yeah. Both, Both to, to the same team. Yeah. And Caleb Williams is going to win the Heisman. Max Dugan lost to Kansas State. You know, Stetson Bennett threw 20 touchdown passes this year. 20. Yeah. Every other quarterback, Max Dugan, Stroud, and Caleb Williams at least threw 30. 30. Yeah. At least. I think most, I think all of them threw for at least 35, to be honest. Yeah. Like, it makes no sense. Like, why is Stetson Bennett here? Yeah, he's a good quarterback, but he literally has an NFL team around him. You can throw, he just throws slants. He's a predictable quarterback, and it's not really the throws he's making are not that hard. It's just run after catch. That's what makes his him look good is his rack. Yes, exactly. Where you look at Caleb Williams, he is very athletic in everything. I mean, he's extreme. He he has a lot of he has a lot of you know. He's he's the most athletic quarterback we've got in this draft. With Stroud, he's the best passer of the ball. With Dugan, he's similar to Williams, you know. Yep. So I think that those guys all have a better argument over Bennett. Bennett shouldn't even be close. No. So, but that's neither here nor there. Um, congrats, Caleb Williams, on your Heisman Trophy. Yes. Not uh, deserved, but. Not deserved, but it's okay. Well. I mean, it is deserved. Yeah. It's deserved. I mean, some of the best players in college football are going to be at the ceremony. Caleb, I give it to Caleb Stroud. Williams, Stroud, and Max Dugan had exceptional years. To me, those are yeah, the, they, Stroud, th- those three are deserving. Yes, Stetson Bennett should have no place in this. Yes, I I personally don't think Caleb Williams should win it. I I thought Stroud was the heavy favorite. The Michigan fans, I, the one who's saying that the Buckeye yeah, quarterback deserves yeah. it, and the Buckeye fans because it's true. Nothing, you know, but it's true. I like Stroud, and I believe that he got snubbed last year. And I think he got snubbed this year, too. So You know, that's why Desmond Howard's going to be there and diss him on live TV yet again. Yep. Um, <laughs> but we got all these other awards the as one well. Time. We got all these other awards as well. You got the Bolitnikoff, who's the wide receiver of the year. That's a two-headed horse race between Hyatt out of Tennessee and Marvin Harrison Jr. from Ohio State. Why did I know they, who why, I think it should be. Why did they even put Xavier Hutchinson? From Iowa State? Yeah. No one knows. No one knows. He's really good, though. He is good. He's good, but honestly. It, 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 it's Hyatt or Harrison. I know who I'm picking. It's bias. But Marvin I'm Harrison. I'm Marv. Marvin Harrison is just different. Yes, Jalen Hyatt has so many yards and, like, so many touchdown receiving yards. They're pretty close. They're pretty similar in all those stats. Marvin Harrison, he just looks the part so much better than Hyatt does. And it's nothing against Hyatt. Hyatt, is, he, he reminded me of a slot receiver who just was open because other guys – just he wasn't he was a nobody. Can we talk about this? He was a nobody until the Alabama game. 
Mm-hmm. He wasn't yeah. even their he wasn't their top receiver until that Alabama game. Yep. Which was what, week seven, week eight? Yeah. And then he just went off the rest of the year. He but came Marvin, out of nowhere. I give, to, was, I give to Mark because Marv only dropped one ball all year. Exactly. And it was against Michigan. And he ran his routes to perfection. Yes. Marvin Harrison's just the best overall wide receiver I've seen in the last decade. And that's not even biased. Will he win it? No. I think they'll give it to Jalen Hyatt, but he should win it. Marvin Harrison Jr. should win it tonight. Absolutely. There's no question. I'd give it to him. I'd give it to him, but I think that they're going to go with Hyatt because, you know, SEC. You know, I love how no no Ohio State wide receiver last year was even In a Belenikoff. None of them. And they were statistically better than You could have picked Olave. You could have had... You could have had at least two with Olave and Wilson. Smith and Jigba had better stats Smith than both Jigba, of them. Yeah, exactly. You could have had all three from Ohio State there. Well, you know, that's all right. Who'd they even go with last year? Jordan Addison. Oh, that's right. Jordan Addison, who is that. not in the award finalist this year. But then you got oh, wow. the you got the Bednarik Award, which is the top defensive player. I think we all know who it's going to be. It's going to be Will Anderson out of, out of Alabama. Yeah. Uh, it's not close. We don't really know. Ivan Pace Jr. shouldn't even be in it, but... You know, I'm surprised Jalen Carter wasn't one of the finalists. That's yeah, because he was a beast this year. Um, you guys want to? T- <laughs> do we want to what? Outstanding kicker. No, that's gonna be the Michigan quarter, the Michigan kicker for the second year in a row. Jake Moody. No, Noah Ruggles. But then you got you know the Maxwell Player of the Year, uh, the Maxwell Award, and then you got the Davy O'Brien, which is pretty much hand in hand, best quarterback, but it's also best player. Uh, player I believe C.J. Stroud will win the Maxwell Award. You know, I. CJ Stroud or Williams? I think I, I don't think, think Hooker gets it. I, no, I Hooker don't think Hooker gets the Maxwell. No. Stroud, I think will win one of the best quarterback, the Davy O'Brien or the Maxwell Award. I think it'll be one of them, but Caleb Williams will win the other one. Yeah, I was gonna say I one think, will win the other. I think Stroud will get one of those, personally. But you know, Stroud, yeah, he had a terrible last game. I mean, he didn't even really have he a terrible game. He didn't even game. have a terrible last game. It just, it just, they just gave the up. The media made him look bad. The defense gave up, and he had two picks towards the end of the game when the defense already gave up on him. So, yeah. But he still put up 350 yards passing, two touchdowns. Wasn't a terrible game from his part. You no. know, just the terrible play calling by the coaches. It, literally, yeah. And then I'd say the last one here. We'll talk about the Doak Walker, the best running back. You got Corum from Michigan. You got Bijan Robinson from Texas, and you got Chase Brown from from Illinois, who is very slept on, and I think has a genuine case uh, himself. But personally, I think the voters will vote for Corum. Um, Corum, he was just different this year, and it was sad to see him get banged up uh, for Michigan. Because if he was healthy, he would be Heisman finalist over Bennett yeah. or Hendon Hooker. If both of those guys. Did not get injured throughout this season. Hendon Hooker and Blake Corum would would have been there over Max Duggan and Stetson Bennett. Yes, I agree. But for this award, I believe Blake Corum is gonna win it. Now, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I do actually like Chase Brown. And like you said, Chase Brown has a case because Chase Brown is actually really good. I'm pretty certain he's he's better statistically than Corum was. He is. But he plays for Illinois. Yes, which is literally why I don't think he's going to win it. That's exactly why he won't. But And they're not going to give it to Robinson. No. But to me, Blake Horman's better than Robinson. Robinson would have a better case because he plays for Texas. Yes, but Blake Horman is if I, miles 
If I were a voter, I'd give it to Bijan Robinson. He had better stats than Corum, more yards, more average per carry. He had the same amount of touchdowns as Corum with less carries, but they will give it to Corum because um, Corum got injured, and if he would have played in the Ohio State game, he would have added on to his rushing yards. Um, Corum's been a beast all year. He's been the main focal point of this Michigan offense and the main reason why they are 13-0. and Yes. They, he literally has won them a few games. So um, let's see what Donovan I, Edwards can do in the playoffs. I would give it to B. John Robinson, but I think they'll give it to Blake Corum. I would give it to Chase Brown, but I think they'd give it to Corum. Yeah. So uh, biased and not biased, I think they give it to Corum. Yeah, they 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 will. Corum will they win will. it. Yeah. Uh so we have one college football game. <laughs> Army Navy. The biggest one always. No, I'm kidding, but it's the biggest rivalry game. It is actually it, it actually is a very fun. The, yeah. It actually is uh, to me it's a top five rivalry game. When, oh, yeah. when when these teams are actually pretty good at football. These teams are ranked. I mean, this is a fun game. It is a fun one. Uh, but but we, it's not. It's not <laughs> it's this year. not a very good game. Not this year. It's 4-7 and seven Navy versus 5-6 and six Army. Um, Army's just much better all around. Navy just seems to be falling off. Give me the Black Knights of West Point. I'll be taking the Black Knights as well. I'm going to go with Army because my dad was in the Army, so... Go Army, beat Go Navy. Army. Go Army, beat Navy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on uh, to the National Football League here. You've got a former Cleveland Browns quarterback who I loved for a season, <laughs> who we let go for this one guy for $230 million. Uh, didn't even finish a whole year at his first team since with Carolina. He requested to be released. And then he was claimed on waivers by the Detroit Lions draftees, <laughs> the yep. Los Angeles Rams. Now, does he start tonight? <laughs> That's yeah. the real question. I, I, I think he will. I, I, I genuinely think he will start tonight. Baker Mayfield, a Los Angeles Ram. Wow. They, the like, they like his talent and his upside. He has upside still? <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> you know. He's undraftable, as Colin Coward once said. Um, but, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, man, really wearing his QBR number as his jersey number, that's crazy to see. But how You know how bad you have to be to be the 33rd-ranked quarterback <laughs> in fantasy when there's Zach 32 NFL teams? Pretty sure Zach Wilson has a higher QBR. He does. Actually, he does. let's pull up the stats. I don't remember. I know Jacoby Brissett has more passing yards than him. Jared Goff, too. Jared Goff. Jared Goff is in the top 10 in QBR. Seven. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know, but this dude's just. He's not good. <laughs> How ba- do you ba- get... Baker, I why... feel bad, man. Why I feel bad. You... I, you ha- you, I had love for you for like three seasons. Jared Goff is sixth in QBR. But you've fallen off, my guy, and I'm, so- I'm sad to see. I don't know. You were happy when you guys faced the Panthers earlier. Oh, I was happy because it felt good to beat them. You know, that was the one. Feel bad for him. I feel bad because you know, I liked him for like two and a half seasons or three seasons because he felt like the savior of Cleveland. I don't feel bad, dude. You. I mean, I don't feel bad now. How do you request to be released from one of the worst teams in football right now? I would request to be released, too, if we suck. He went to a worse team. Yeah, that's true. And, and lost the starting job. 
the Rams may have done this out of spite because the Niners were also interested in Baker Mayfield, but they didn't also want to reunite Christian McCaffrey with Baker Mayfield. No. And Christian McCaffrey probably called LA and was like, please do this for me. <laughs> no kidding. He was, he was like, please, please. Because we all know Christian McCaffrey would have requested to be released too. The Rams are best. He would have been like, I'll go to Cleveland. Give me Kareem Hunt. We'll have... We'll have Chris McCaffrey and Nick Chubb on the same team. The Rams oh. are an absolute mess. Aaron Donald's probably going to retire after this season. I mean, this team is going to implode on itself. They so. are three in nine. They were already imploding. They literally sold their soul for one Super Bowl. I mean, it worked. They worked. They did it. And well, how did they get? But how did they get out of this mess that they put themselves in? They're three <laughs> and nine. They're going to be bad for a while. They are three and nine. Matthew Stafford's out for the year. He's on the back end of his career. You've got Aaron Donald, who's questioning retirement. Jalen Ramsey's not the Jalen Ramsey that we used to know. The one that earned all this money. You know in the what's funny season? is that the Rams tried trading for Brian Burns and when he gave their next two picks, first round picks of the Panthers. And Brian Burns was not going to help you. Like no. This. No. Then that means that the Rams would have not had their first round pick for the next three years. They haven't had one since Jared 2016. Goff. Your since favorite they quarterback, Jared, Jared Goff. Goff. You know, what do you. So do the Lions actually end up getting the first overall pick, or do they get Second. no? They there's no shot. There's no there's no way Houston wins another game. Let's see their schedule. Houston is a dumpster fire in probably a high school team. <laughs> I mean, if you can't beat a guy who threw an interception, went 130 yards, I mean, they're uh, an offense that didn't do anything, and you gave all the points up from their defense, you have no hope. They play at Dallas this weekend. Loss. They play at home against Kansas City. Whoa. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you have Chiefs on your fantasy they team, play, start They them. play at Tennessee. Oh, my They God. play at home against Jacksonville and then at Indy. Isn't oh Jacksonville the team they beat? my God. Yes. They might have so, two wins no, at the very end. Houston's going to go 115-1. and one. You don't think, you don't not think, winning another game. You don't think they can beat Jacksonville again? No. No. Yeah, let, let's let's see. Let, let's go, you know, to Dallas and then play Kansas City. They they're gonna win both of those games. <laughs> just oh just gosh. in spite of Spencer. Nah, you know what, Spencer? Patrick they're, Mahomes retires after losing to the Texans. <laughs> they're gonna beat both of those teams just for you. So when the Rams lose out, I mean, I would love it. I would love to have the number one overall pick. To I mean, pick Tyler Van Dyke, I appreciate it, man. Uh, yes, sir. Oh, exactly. You know, the quarterback of Miami. You know that team who was supposed to rebuild the quickest that I said in the offseason? Yeah, where Logan a, yeah. was hella wrong. They didn't even make a bowl game. No, they didn't. But, but neither did, you know, the preseason number six ranked Texas A&M Aggies. Number five. Or number five, sorry. Number five. And Michigan State, who was in the top 15. You know, Kenneth Walker, the one the guy that did anything for him last year, but... I know, I know you have some things to say about uh, your Detroit Lions, so I'll give you the floor right now. Yeah, yeah it's, I was um, a little confused. So. No, it's it's in a it's a weird situation to be in because you got half the fan base who's excited. You know, half the fan base is going crazy because this team's five and seven. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of one of those people. After one and six, I thought this team was gonna lose out, maybe lose, maybe win three games. And we were going to be in the same boat as we were last year where we're picking in the top three. Yeah, Jared Goff would have been gone and we would have been taking Stroud, Young, or Will Levis. That is not the case anymore. Jared Goff is the quarterback for this team, at least for the next year. Um, and we'll see what happens in the draft. The Lions have, you know, Brad Holmes has done an exceptional job. 
it's unbelievable what this dude has done. The top two leaders in sacks, this even rookies, both Detroit Lions. James Houston is second with three sacks. Aiden Hutchinson is first with six. It's unreal. It just seriously is unreal what Brad Holmes has done to change the direction of this franchise. He got Amon Ross St. Brown in the fourth round. He got Malcolm Rodriguez in the sixth round. I mean, just fan. And he got James Houston, who, you know, has only played like 20 snaps. He's got three sacks. He got him in the seventh round out of Jackson State. Kirby Joseph, who's one of the highest, you know, safeties in the NFC. He's It was in the third round. It's just crazy how many rookies are just performing well for this team. Jeff Okuda is starting to get back to where he was at Ohio State. You know, the, the Lions have the biggest game this weekend of the season. You know, and, and honestly, for the past five, six years, this is their biggest game because you win this game, you have all the momentum in the world. Beating a 10-2 and two team who you are in the roadblock of them winning your division. Did you know that this is actually the first time in the Super Bowl era where a five and seven team is favored over it's a crazy. ten and two team by a point and a half, I believe. By yep. two, it was by, by it was up to two and a half. It oh, was yep. up to two and a half. And I, I, to be honest, I, I don't get it, but it's cool. I mean, I I still think the Vikings are a very good team. You know, they're not they're not a world beating team, and their record's a little bit deceiving, but they are still a very very talented. But we got to think I earlier did, this I did, season. I did we warn you in the beat. off season. Well, about, we almost beat them really, earlier this we season. We did almost. You should beat have beat Minnesota. We should have beat them. The Lions should have at least two or three more wins right now. You could say the same thing for Cleveland. Yeah, the, that the yeah. New York Jets. Both, we're, we have the yeah. same record, you know, and we had a little bit of easier start with Deshaun Watson. We have a tougher opponent this week, but it's a team when we do play them, we somehow for some beat reason them. beat them. We've beaten Joe Burrow has never beaten the Cleveland Browns in his career so far. He's zero four against us, but he's three and zero against Patrick Mahomes. You know, that's a very hot stat, but that's a true stat. And, you know, I feel a little bit of the same, you know. I feel like with Watson, if you look at that game, he did not play good, but there was a lot of other circumstances behind it. First game back in two years. The team he used to play for. You have your accusers staring you down in a suite. You know, there's a lot of other things behind that game besides probably the reason why he played poorly. Or like C minus C, solid C game. I wouldn't even call it a C you, you game. See, you've seen the glimpses, it. though, because the, the reason why I gave him a C is for the fact that you saw glimpses throughout the game of, oh, that's Deshaun Watson. That's what he played like when he was playing before. You could see it in some plays. It was there. But, you know, there's it's similar. We have a similar vibe for both of our yeah. teams right now. You know, for the Browns, to be honest, I would not start Deshaun Watson on Sunday. I would start Jacoby Brissett. I know they won't. Um, I don't think Deshaun Watson is ready for a big-time game like that against Cincinnati, and I, you know, the Bengals winning is now easily seen. If you know the Browns beat the Bengals all the time, but this is Deshaun Watson's. This is a, this is not the Texans anymore, and he played bad against the Texans. So we'll see what happens. But for the Lions, this is a ten and two Vikings team. You got the best wide receiver, in my opinion, in the NFL, in Justin Jefferson. You have the king of one p.m. games. This game is at one p.m. in Kirk Cousins. Uh, th- they are, you know, there is a few injuries. You know, Eric Kendricks is out for the Vikings. Daniel Hunter is out. Harrison Smith is out. You know, Christian Darrisaw is out. They have a few injuries, but the, and the Lions are honestly one of the healthiest teams in the NFL. While every team is getting more injured, the Lions are getting more healthy. And it's I think weird we're, to think we're about. only missing two people. We are yes, uh, Romeo Okora and Evan Brown, the yep. backup center and the defensive end. And it's a weird spot to be in because, like I said, this team at one and six, I was ready for draft picks. I was ready to have two top five draft picks and get you know just. You know, the end of the season's full. Dan, I don't know what Dan Campbell has done, but
but he has turned this team around. He has turned, you know, football in Detroit around, and these fans are behind him, and Ford Field is going to be packed on Sunday. This is the biggest game this franchise has had in a quarter of a decade, and this is where if you want to prove this isn't the same old Lions, you go beat the Vikings on Sunday. You go beat a playoff team, one of the top teams in the NFC, and you keep this playoff run running because what you do if you do, I'm not going to lie to you. In- if the Lions played the Buccaneers in the first round of the playoffs, I'd pick the Lions to win. I think Tampa Bay is literally awful. Tampa Bay is awful. The way they played against the Saints, they are terrible. Hey, I mean, if the Browns can beat them, the Lions can beat them. And the Lions beat both the teams in the wild card and the Commanders and the Giants. Yeah, their their tie, you know, does not help the Lions because it was. It, I mean, that yeah. was a terrible game. But <laughs> you know, the Giants still got to play the Eagles twice. They still got to play the Cowboys again. I mean, it's it's you just realize. something to the, think. The, the, the NFC, that that's back to back. The games. Lions. I mean, their next game is versus Minnesota. At the Jets, the Jets, you know, under Mike White are a whole lot better than they are under Zach Wilson. That's going to be another test. Then they play at Carolina versus the or versus the Bears at home and then at Green Bay. Those are all winnable games. Those are the Lions. We already beat the all, Bears. We already beat the Packers. The remaining five games for the Lions are all winnable. This team wins out at 10-7. and seven. We're, Maybe. That's a you lot could, You could argue Maybe the same. Maybe if they lose one game. And they finish out at nine and eight. This team could theoretically still make the postseason. You could, and, say, you could say the same for the Cleveland Browns as yes, well. Yes, exactly. Both teams are in the same spot of where they can make the playoffs if they make a run. And the Lions' defense has gotten improved. I mean, that was the most complete game I think I've ever seen the Lions play ever. Being a fan, yeah, against it's, Jackson, it's been a while. Who is a formidable opponent, not a good opponent, but formidable. I mean, they're they're. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, you know, Marvin Travis Jones Etienne, Jr. Still. Marvin Jones, and. It was the battle of the number one versus the number two pick. And Trayvon Walker versus Aiden Hutchinson. Hutchinson had half a sack that game. And Aiden Hutchinson also leads the NFL rookies in pressures on quarterbacks. Hutchinson's been very, very good this season. He's definitely shown improvement from the first few weeks. And because this defense, I was I was ready to write off Aiden Hutchinson. But he he, he, he struggled a, midway in the season. After the commanders game, he struggled for a few weeks, but then he learned, you know. He learned his own. He's been slowly improving, and now he's very good. Aiden Hutchinson's been, you know, he's been getting pressure in quarterbacks' faces for a few weeks now, and it's just good to see that this draft pick that, you know, they're hoping this guy's a cornerstone, and Hutchinson has proven that he can be. And if you add Jalen Carter or Will Anderson to a team who's on a playoff run right now, who knows what will happen. I mean, this offense is going to get Jamison Williams more involved. Yes, Jamo only had a few snaps. They're going to get him on the deep ball, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown with another fantastic game. He's one of the, the top young wide receivers in the NFL. He's 23. He's a great slot receiver. One of the best young slot receivers in the NFL. This team has a lot, a lot to cheer for right now. There's a lot on the line. There's a lot on the line Sunday. You lose that game, you're done. I mean, you're done. Unless you nine and eight, I don't think you get in the playoffs. I think you can with the help. It's it's very. I mean, you with gotta, the way the NFC is going, you could very well go. You got to hope the com- you got to hope the Commanders and Giants lose out. Basically, basically, you got well, to. To be that they fair, lose the out. Giants do have two back to back games against the Eagles, and they play the Commanders again. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Um, it's gonna be fun though. It's gonna be a fun finish. It's weird feeling to be in. So we'll see. For sure, for sure. Um, let's do our picks of the NFL games. All let's right. do those. So we'll start out with Thursday night football tonight. Battle between Derek Carr and Baker Mayfield. The Raiders 
at the Rams. Who do you got? Um, I don't really know. Because <laughs> both of these teams are... They're terrible. They're terrible. They're I'm, terrible. But the reason... I'm going to go with the Raiders, though, because they have Devontae Adams. Who has been popping off in the last five games. He has done really well as of recent for the Raiders. Uh, the Rams this year, they're just kind of falling apart. And the Raiders, the last couple weeks seem to be a little bit on a climb back up. I don't see. I think it's too late for them. Uh, um, but I think a, they get, they have the better hand over the over the Rams. With a win on Sunday and the Chargers lost, the Kansas City Chiefs claimed the AFC West again. I think it's already claimed. Well, they had to <laughs> officially claim it on Sunday. That's been claimed since week eight. Yeah, yeah, that's true, but. I'm going to go with the Raiders as well. The Rams are just a mess, and the more the Rams lose, the better the Lions pick is. That's exactly why I'm going with the Raiders. So, Congrats know, on congrats the Rams. Congrats to the Rams. Baker yeah. Congrats to Baker Mayfield on throwing for 300 yards for three touchdowns and having a you know 115 QBR. Crazy, man. We'll be coming here next Tuesday talking about Baker Mayfield's amazing Franchise quarterback. Yeah. Jets at Bills, the next game. This is a very pivotal game in, yeah. the, AFC, in the AFC East. Um, the Jets... I've kind of skidded a little bit. You know, Mike White, you know, they fought against the Vikings. You know, they've really fought back. Um, but this is in Buffalo, and because of that, I'm choosing the Bills. I don't know how to choose this game, only for the fact that it's not the Jets' offense. It's their defense. Their defense is what's been keeping them in games. Yeah. I mean, not going to lie, Sauce Gardner almost looked non-existent last week, but that was, like, one in, like, a few weeks that he has not looked like that. So... I'm going to go with the Bills, but I would not be surprised if this Jets team comes out with a win simply because of their defense. Give you me know, the Bills. I, I think it'll be a close game. Um, Buffalo, I think they're still like a top five team in the league, but they have they have weaknesses a little bit. They're, Josh Allen has been a, has made a lot of turnovers this season. Allen has turned the ball over a lot, and their defense isn't healthy. Yes. Von Miller's out for the season. Which I think could hurt them in the long run. And honestly, Edmonds hasn't even been playing that well either. No. No, they, they're not as strong as they were to start the year. Uh, but this will be a fun one. The Jets are going to play them tough. Uh, but it's in Buffalo. I think Buffalo will win, but it'll be by like a field goal. No, the Jets are 1-0 against the Bills this season. So we'll see if that carries on. Uh-oh. Uh, this is a very big game in the NFC. Eagles at Giants. Uh, this is a game that I never expected would be between two playoff teams. Thought the Eagles would. The Giants, I didn't think of a shot this season, but... They have proved everybody wrong. Um, the Eagles are the hottest team, probably the best team in the NFL right now. They have li- little to no weaknesses in this team, um, and that's why I'm going to go with the Eagles. I just think they are a, uh, I just think they're a freight train. I think they're an absolute freight train. AJ Brown, yeah. that's literally it. Literally Jaylen, got literally Jaylen. got the Titans GM fired after their game last week. Yep. Just. Did you see the mic'd up? Well, Ryan Tannehill. He's yeah. like, he was like, you have to do us like that, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. What Which is why mean? I'm picking the Eagles. I mean, A.J. Brown, ever since being traded. A dog. Yeah. Yep. He's literally play, played his best football. You know, with this, so you got the Eagles. I got the Eagles. You know, to me, the Eagles are the second best team in the NFC. But they're easily going to beat the Giants. Who's the number one, the Detroit Lions? The number one is not the Detroit Lions. It's their opponents, the Vikings. I didn't say it yet. It is the Vikings. But <laughs> it might not even be a team on this oh, list. Oh, the Cowboys. Definitely not. 
Definitely not. But the Eagles are going to be the Texans. The Giants. <laughs> They're not the <laughs> NFC. So. Oh, that's right. I forgot. They that's, that's that's how non-existent they are. You forgot <laughs> if they were in the American or National League. I forgot if they were in the even in the I NFL mean, conference. Excuse me. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I thought they were in Pop Warner. They in the XFL. Yeah. <laughs> so we're all taking the Eagles. Oh yeah. yeah. I just realized all of us have gone three for three on picks. So no, great. We've all picked. This the is same. where I think we're gonna have a little bit of not agreeing. Dolphins at Chargers. Um, the Dolphins coming off a loss to Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the Chargers coming off a tough loss to the Raiders. The, this Chargers team has been plagued with injuries, but man, they have underperformed. Un, you know, underwhelmed their fans and expectations. Um, and that's why I'm going to go with the Chargers. <laughs> because it's, because um, I think this is a team. I think Justin Herbert needs to prove something. I think Justin Herbert needs to go out and he needs to get his throw his team on his back because they they need to start winning games. Yeah. Or else, you know, they, they just need to start winning games. Something I'm going to say about this game. Or else Staley's out. <laughs> if the Chargers do not win this game, I think Brandon Staley's out. Yep, that's what I'm yep. saying. I think Brand- this is Brandon Staley's jobs on the line. Yeah. I'm picking the Dolphins. I think Tua's going to kill this defense because the defense is non-existent in L.A., and I hate to say that because that's something you'd never hear, but it's literally just their injuries. They, they're they not going to have anyone. And I know last week Jalen Waddle only had like two catches, but you have to face Waddle and Hill, Hill at the same exact time, so – Simply for that fact, I think they get burned on defense, and I think the Dolphins take it. If I'm correct, I believe Tua's injured, isn't he? No, I believe he's playing. I know he got banged up in he, that game. I he believe he's be playing. playing. He should be playing okay. Regardless, I think this is a Brandon Staley save-my-behind kind of game because if he does lose this game, I think he's fired. he is fired. I think there's another coach who's not on here who this week could also be fired. Kevin Stefanski. Cliff Kingsbury from Arizona. Oh no! I think his job is on the line already. King, Kingsbury, I think is. I think didn't he get extended? Not uh, not this year. Not, I, don't yeah, I, ex- I don't think he got extended this year. But his job should be on the line on as well. Line. He yeah. should be on the line as well. His job shouldn't be on the line. It should already be gone. That's fair. You, mean, you could you could argue he should have never been an NFL head coach. That's what I was going to say. You could argue he shouldn't have been. But back onto this game. My preseason MVP, same as Allen, Justin Herbert. I thought Herbert was going to be that younger quarterback this year to really prove himself. And it actually has been Tua. It's been Tua. It has been Tua. It's been the pick before him. But I think today, I think he, today, Sunday, I think he will get the upper hand over Tua. I like the Chargers in this game because I do think Staley will save. I just think they his, need, they just need this game. He will save his behind for at least one game. I do think he will. Uh, they okay. One thing I've been disappointed about Chargers is we haven't been able to see the duo of Bosa and Khalil Mack all year yep. long. Nope. Bosa has been out all year. And I think that's a difference I believe, maker. I believe. And Bo- you also have, oh, oh, who's that guy? They have that corner from New England who's been out all pretty much most of the season as well. I know who he's Jackson. J.C. Yep. Jackson. He's been out all year as well pretty what much. What a mistake. Because he's so good. I don't know why they released him, but. They didn't either, release that, him. Oh, the, 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 the Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots. He was a free did. agent anyway. They didn't release him. No, they released him in the offseason. All right. Oh, well. So you're picking the Chargers. All right. That's tough. The Battle of Ohio. The Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals. The one team that Joe Burrow can't seem to beat. Um, That's why I'm going to pick the Browns. The Bengals kryptonite literally is the Browns. And even though they're throwing out a guy who 
struggled against the Texans. I the Browns will still find a way to win because Joe Burrow can't be the Browns. So give me Cleveland. If Jamar Chase wasn't playing and T. Higgins wasn't playing, I'd say give me the Bengals, but they are. I'm not going to pick the Bengals. I'm going to pick the Browns. Wait, what? <laughs> Hold on. His argument was just so weird. He was yeah. like, if those two, <laughs> yeah. he just said if Jamar Chase and T. Higgins weren't playing, I would pick Cincinnati to win. Yep. <laughs> I worded that really wrong, but. <laughs> Bro just said if their two best receivers were playing, I would pick, pick them. them. But the, obviously they are, so yeah. I'm going with Cleveland. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> Had a little brain fart there. You no, know, I, I feel yeah. bad trying I'm, to... I am going with Cleveland. You know, I don't want to say my pick because usually... He doesn't want us to be... I don't want the 3-0 and sweep, but I will say the last time we had a Cleveland Browns... Actually, the last two times we've had a 3-0 and Cleveland Browns sweep, Cleveland has won that game. So... So, we're about to go 3-0. and Give me the Cleveland Browns over to Bengals. I don't know what it is when we play Cincinnati. There's just this weird confidence I always have that we're just going to win, and we have the last two or three seasons. I mean, it just seems like, it seems like a game that our defensive backs step up to the plate. Denzel Ward and Greg Newsom, they always play better every single season against this team than anybody else. Miles Garrett has like five there's, sacks every time. There's a lot of crap talk between these two teams. It's, a, it's underrated. It really mm-hmm. is underrated because – you know, you don't always see the fights that you see in, like, the Baltimore-Pittsburgh or the Pittsburgh-Cincinnati games. Yeah. But there's a lot of talk between the players on the field that you just don't see the fights. This this one is a bigger rivalry than people think it is. Um, but the way Cleveland prepares for Cincinnati, it's like it's unlike anything I've ever seen. I just don't know what it is about Cincinnati that just gives this team an edge, but it just does. And for that, I think Deshaun Watson will play a lot better this week than he did last week. I think getting a week under his belt – to settle in a little bit more. I think the way we beat Cincinnati is utilizing him in the run game, utilizing the read option with him and Nick Chubb. I think that's a bigger component for this offense for the future besides past this year. That's going to be the fun thing to see, to see Watson in this run game with Chubb. You know, we basically, I mean, he's a much better of a thrower of the ball than Lamar Jackson, but think of it as like three running backs to a certain degree if they want to go the option route. Every now and then. That's going to be fun to see. So, give me Cleveland. Okay. And, honestly, maybe game of the week in the NFL. Something that I didn't think I was going to say. Uh, it after, could be. It actually could be. a few weeks. It is one of the better games. It uh, actually is. The Minnesota Vikings at the Detroit Lions. Alan, I'll let you go first. Give me the Detroit Lions. Okay, I will say. Just like you, Spencer. I was ready to check out at one and six because I was like, I did check out at one and six, and they checked me back in. Me too. I was like, I was done with this team, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm like ready for mock draft season. I'm yeah. ready for the number two overall pick, which we still might get anyways, thanks to the Rams. Hopefully, the Bears <laughs> win another game. Yeah, exactly. Just not against us later this season. No, but. no, no. <laughs> we cannot lose at the Bears. No. Justin Fields is going to run for 350 yards on your defense. I mean, that's all he's good at. Well, he's not clutch. He's he's not clutch. He's not clutch at the end of games. Exactly. (laughs) But he's better than every other quarterback in that class. It could be 2050. Aaron Rodgers will still be playing for the Green Bay Packers. The Bears will be, you know, 16-0 or, you know, 15-1. And then then the Packers will be like 0-15. The Packers will still win, I swear. Aaron Rodgers owns this dude. Yes, he does. Owns this team. But this Lions team has rejuvenated me. And then what also helped was being on four, at Ford Field this past Saturday. 
because that was a fun time. Yeah, it was. And this team to me has gotten a lot better. It's like you said earlier. I don't know what Dan Campbell has done in the soccer room where at practice to like really get these players behind him. But you better watch your kneecaps because I'm picking the Lions to win this game on Sunday. The Lions are the favorite to win. And I think we legitimately have a better chance than what people think. And since we're the only roadblock to the Vikings winning the NFC North, I'm going with my Lions. So, the Vikings. You know, it's crazy. If I look at college football and the NFL, both teams that I said would be surprises of the year, I've gotten right. I have gotten that right. Just not the Chargers. Just not the Chargers. I didn't call them a surprise, though. I said Tennessee would be the surprise of the SEC. I said Minnesota would be the surprise of the NFL. I said they would be 12 to 13 wins. And they're already almost there. Um, then you got the Lions, who've won four in a row, or f- four, four of the last five. five. And should, they are should be five. They are clawing their way back into the playoff race. And if they beat Minnesota, they're firmly really in that contention. Um. This one, this one's going to be a fun one to watch. I am actually looking forward to kind of watching some of this game. I think they might be at the same time as Cleveland, but I want to. I, I want to go between both games because this looks like a fun one to see. Um, prime, you know, Kirk Cousins at one o'clock. He's almost unbeatable, but he won't be this weekend. Give me the Detroit Lions to upset the Minnesota Vikings. So, like Alan said, I checked out of this team at one and six. Team looked terrible coming off a loss at home to the Vikings, or not the Vikings, um, the Dolphins, uh, lost 29 nothing to the Patriots, 24-6 to to the Cowboys. Um, this team got blown out the past few weeks, and they didn't know how to hold a lead. Um, then came the Packers. That was a terrible game, but they beat the Packers at home. One of the worst football games I've seen, bad decisions. Dan Campbell, team didn't deserve to win the game, but they made the plays that they needed to. They won the game. Beat the Bears, get their first road win. Then they beat the Giants, which really impressed me. Bought back in, was all in on Thanksgiving, and I cho- and I, I wanted the Lions to win. They lost the Bills in a heartbreaker. You know, it, I'm used to it. They beat the Jags. Un- you knew the Lions were going to win the third quarter, something you, you can't say at all in a long time, that they were going to win a game in the third quarter. Now this is the game if you want to bring your fan base back in. For once in this franchise's life, can they do something nice for its fans? This team has brought its fan base absolutely nothing. Nothing. <laughs> this team has given us nothing. It's been SOL. It's been nothing. It's been heartbreak. It's been buying back in. Even when you've been in the playoffs. It's, it's been, it's, you know, this team will reel you back in and then throw you to the ground. Fun fact. They will choke slam you into the ground. Fun fact, Dan Campbell's first win as Lions head coach was against the Vikings. Yep, and, and it was on a, a basically a buzzer beater last yep. year, which was it, crazy. Oh, yeah, it, it, was was literally, was crazy. it was literally a buzzer beater. It was buzzer yeah. beater because it was like it was four accurate. seconds left. Jared Goff threw a touchdown to Amon Ra. Um, which very well could happen on Sunday. This is going to be an exciting game. This is going to be a game that I know I'm going to get hurt in, and I know I'm going to be up and down emotions. Um, He's, he might like break the, his team. Like, like the famous... Mike Valeni said in Detroit, I'm ready to get hurt again, and I am ready to get hurt again, so I'm going to be choosing the Detroit Lions. I'm choosing the Lions to beat the Vikings and get to 6-7. and seven. Um, I'm buying back into this team. I know what that means. I mean, that means that they will lose, lose on Sunday. Lose by 40? That means that they will either lose. No, the Lions don't get blown out. They they have the lead and then rip your heart out. 
Sounds like Cleveland, too. The Lions only lose games like that. Thing when is, they matter. When they matter. He, so, I, I, it's going to hurt. And I, and I, I want I, I want to buy back in the team, and I am. I, he, I truly am. You know, my Browns are kind of similar, but usually what they do is, you know, they get a 7 nothing lead, and then they'll lose 42-7. to Or they'll get one of those games where they're ahead by 14 with two minutes to go, and then they'll lose by one point because of a two-point conversion <laughs> at the very end. You know, but we're similar. You know, it's we just, get we get the pain and suffering. We get the equally. pain and suffering, but can once can once can this team do something nice for its fan base? This team has been this fan base has been giving nothing, and they're just asking. And we've given ev- once. We, we've given everything. everything. We've given them fans money. We've given them everything. They've given us nothing in return. You know, I remember something similar. You know, with the, with uh, the Cleveland Browns. You know how do you remember like a few months ago with like the season ticket holders, like they're like the gifts that the teams gave, you know how the Raiders had like that beautiful box. Oh yeah. Like and then the, the Browns stuff. got a Sherman Williams hat. That was from like the 1980s <laughs> for an award or like for a gift. Yeah. That's, that's what, that's probably the best thing they've given us. The, li- the <laughs> Lions the have a better one than that. Nah. <laughs> my mo- my mom's coworker is a Lions season ticket holder and that, that stuff is beautiful. I but wish I was a season ticket holder. It's, it's going to be a fun game. I'm going to be glued to the TV. I'm very excited for this game, but we'll see what happens. I'm hoping this team wins. I'm buying back in, and if we win on Sunday, on Tuesday, we will have a happy podcast. If we lose, we will have a depressing podcast. And if I win and you guys lose, it'll be a very fun podcast. Now, (laughs) now on to football. No, wait, wait, wait. Back on to football. We need to talk about how the commanders should not be a team anymore. That is true. This, do, ban, this is going to be a long one. This ban the entire team. Yeah. Now you're right. You're right. We can talk about that maybe a little bit more next week. Yeah. Uh, but you you are not wrong about the whole commander situation. That there's just so much to go on with that. Yeah. It's it's not close uh, with all the craziness. We'll talk more on that next week for sure. Um, but I want to move on to the World Cup. Uh, end with the World Cup here. You've got the quarterfinal matches uh, Friday and Saturday. Um, these are very, very fun matchups. You know, if you just look at it from a country standpoint, you've got Netherlands versus Argentina. you got Brazil versus Croatia. you got France versus England. Then you've got the surprise Morocco out of nowhere going to the quarterfinal. They're playing Portugal. There's always one country. I said this before. There's always one country who just surprises everyone. Morocco is that surprise team. I thought it would have been... You know, Poland. I actually picked Morocco to get out of their group, but I didn't think they would make it past the round of 16. Um, they have a very good shot against Portugal, actually. I think I think they match up pretty decently with Portugal. I don't know. Portugal's last win, though. They were, It was 6-1, but Switzerland's one of those teams that has never done anything after they get out of the group stage. They get out group stage every time, and then they just absolutely get blown out by whoever it is that they play in the round of 16. They're never one of those teams that does anything more than get out of their group. Um, they did that all without Ronaldo as well. He play, he was on the bench for mm-hmm. most of that game, if not all of it. And, you know, Portugal was a, was my pick to lose in the World Cup final. So I don't know. I don't know what to pick necessarily for some of these matchups. These are tight ones. These are going to be exciting ones. Um, but th- this one, these are one of the more anticipated quarterfinal games I've seen in a long time for the World Cup. So these are good ones. You don't want to miss a lot of them, honestly. Yeah. These will be good ones to see. Um, you know what? Let's pick them now. All right. Let's yeah. pick them now. 
first one will be Netherlands versus Argentina. That's going to be a really good one. Messi he, versus Frankie yeah. de Jong and Virgil van Dijk. That's a very, very underrated matchup. You know, Netherlands will be the underdog in this one. Um, everyone's I, going for everyone's going for Messi and Argentina. I don't think Argentina's winning the World Cup this year. Do they win this game? Maybe, but I'm picking. Well, to many people, will be an upset. I'm gonna pick the Netherlands. To me, that's not an upset, but to others, it's an upset. I'll be doing the same. I'll pick the Netherlands as well. Oh my god! <laughs> Y'all are riding with my World Cup winner. I can't go against Netherlands. I have them winning the World Cup. That was my pick to win the World Cup. Uh, I got to pick Netherlands to beat Argentina, and now it's like, oh, that ain't happening. But <laughs> that was my pick. I got to stick with it. Go Dutch. Go Dutch. And then the winner of that game will play the winner of the Brazil-Croatia game. I think Brazil's going to win it. Yeah, I'll go with the favorite Brazil. It, it's, it's tough because Croatia, they can do some damage, but Brazil, to me, has been the most consistent team all tournament so far. They've, been, they've looked the best every single game. Uh, I got to go with Brazil to win it, but I wouldn't be necessarily all that surprised if Croatia would pull it off. I mean, they surprised everyone and got to the World Cup final last time around. Uh, and they still have Modric, and they still got Perisic. They still got all these guys who are still there. They are older now, but I wouldn't be surprised if Croatia did some damage. So, next matchup, it would be France versus England. You got your World Cup champions of 2018. Farthest out of any of the World Cup champions for the last few times around got uh, farther the next time around. They're, the last two of them didn't even make it out their group. Last three of them, actually, I don't think made it out their group. Uh, but France, to me, had, like, the easiest group out of all of those teams before. Uh, they're, they've had the easiest path out of any of those teams. Uh, now they're going against England, who, granted, they always tie. I don't know what, what USA has that just makes them not play that good at, but uh, against us. But England is up there. and Eng I, England, to me, has the most complete team. Eh, it's tough. It's tough. I feel like they're coached. Holds them back a little bit. I think Southgate holds them back a little bit. But they do have a lot of talent. You could say that their talent is there, but I think Southgate makes some questionable decisions. I want them to win, but we've seen it with England. Even before the World Cup was starting, when they were playing through these tournaments and all these friendlies, they just choke so much when they could easily – they could beat any team 5-0 to zero if they really wanted to. With yes. how much talent is on this team. But it's like you said, Southgate holds them back, and then they choke in big situations. Yes. Me, personally, I want them to win this game because I'm not a, that big of a France fan, mainly because of Mbappe, but we'll get into that. We'll talk about Le GM yeah. and LeBron James. That's that's the GM right there, Kylian yeah. Mbappe. Um, you're right, England does choke, but they won't this time. Which is why I'm They're not. England. They are not choking in this match against France. They'll choke the next one, whoever it is. I think they will lose the next one. But they won't choke against France. They will. They will knock out the World Cup champs the last time around. Screw Screw England. <laughs> Go France. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right, but you never know. And then the final matchup uh, of this weekend, it'll be Morocco Portugal. I would not be surprised if Morocco wins this one. I they wouldn't be surprised if Morocco finds their way to the World Cup. There's like no one thought Croatia would make make it out their group last time, let alone World Cup. You know, there's. Always a surprise. You had Ghana to the quarterfinal in 2010. 2014, you had, I believe, who was the who was the one team that surprised everyone? There was one team. I can't remember who it was. 
but there's always if a surprise. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it was actually the Netherlands that year. No, Netherlands. Uh, no, Netherlands was 2010. They they're the ones who made it to the final against was Spain. It the U.S. No, uh, the U.S. Actually, yeah, honestly, the U.S. was one of the surprises because they got out of a group that had Portugal, Germany, and Ghana, who they lost to in the quarterfinal in 2010. They made it out of that group. So, um. That was the surprise because Portugal didn't make it out that group that year. We did, and it was Germany. And Germany ended up winning the World Cup. So, But I would not be surprised to see Morocco win this. I'm not going to pick them to win. I'm going to pick Portugal because I also – I had Netherlands-Portugal World Cup final. I got to stick with my gut with Portugal. But, man, this Morocco team looks really good. I said before that they were the best African nation as the club, as a team, um, going into this tournament, and I've been proven right. Morocco, I, I would not be surprised to see this team in the World Cup. I would, I would the World Cup final. I'd love to see it. I want to see it personally, but I got to pick Portugal. Give me Morocco. Give me Morocco. <laughs> Morocco, the way they played against Spain, I think they could beat anybody. Their goalie. Give me, give me the fun team. Their goalie is stud. Stud. So good. That was insane. Spain couldn't score a penalty kick on him. Spain without the S, that's how they ended their World Cup, and that's and that, not how we're going to end this episode on, with Spain because we're all going to win this weekend. It's going to be fantastic. Exactly. You know, that'll be a wrap on this episode of the Ball Beats Podcast. See ya. Thank you for tuning in. Spread it all. Spread it everywhere. Spread it everywhere, baby. Go Lions. Go Browns. And CJ Stroud, we're sorry that this Heisman Trophy will be rigged out of your favor, but we can't do nothing about it because people who vote for you don't watch the sport. Exactly. Sorry about it. Take care, everyone. Keep on listening to Ball and Beach Podcast. Williams, hashtag not my Heisman. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Peace. See ya. Peace.